This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed, it is James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, with you. If you'd like to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC is how you reach us. 800-848-92. We are going to continue a discussion that you heard as Dominic Carter sat in for Mayor Giuliani today. And I have a few different views than Dominic, which is normal. I mean, everybody doesn't think alike. Uh, But Dominic, I enjoyed listening to to his statements to Mayor Eric Adams and that, hey, Mr. Adams, do your job here. We we had another incident yesterday of a horrific crime in New York. We have them every day. So, I mean, just pointing out, yeah, another one. It's every day. And at some point, this has to stop. Now... This I was alerted by Curtis Sliwa early this morning by way of an email that he sent to me. Um, what Mayor Adams had said last night about in his confrontation with the press over race, and I just it, I was a little bit dismayed um, because the press coverage of him has been so great in contrast to the press coverage that. Other mayors, I mean, look at the way Mayor Giuliani was treated almost the entire time in office up until 9-11. And for the mayor to say, I'm a black man, that's the mayor, but my story is being interpreted by people that don't look like me. I mean, he fumed ahead. So, so he's mad because a lot of white reporters are covering him. Well, these are the same white reporters that flowered and buttered him up during the primary season. Now, the second part of what he said there, I think, does bear some merit, but not because Mayor Adams is whining victim, but because of the press themselves. He went on to say, how many blacks are on editorial boards? How many blacks determine how these stories are being written? Interesting. How many Asians? How many East Asians? How many South Asians? Everyone talks about my government being diversified. What's the diversification in the newsrooms? And then he went on to tell reporters, diversify your newsroom so I can look out and see people who look like me. Now, Mayor, here you are with this superficial idiocy about people that look like me. This is a standard talking point of the Democrat Party. We want to we want to have a country that looks like a Supreme Court that looks like America. No, I don't. I want a Supreme Court that looks at the Constitution in the way that the Constitution is supposed to be looked at. Not as some ever-evolving document, but here's what the founders said, and this is what it meant. Uh, this business that somebody has to look like in you in order to think you're like you is a very dangerous notion. 
It excludes the idea that people have, uh, intellected people have good hearts. It's all based on what you look like. And if you don't look like me, then you must be opposed to me. It's, it's absolutely silly. And, you know, human beings are better than that. Most of us, I mean, we know that there are some human beings that are still trapped in Neanderthal brains. Or Neanderthal brains. We know that there are still some, some evil spirits walking around in human bodies. We see them on parade. But for the most part, America is a nation of good people. And most of the things in our common culture of America are about enjoying the freedom and liberties that we were given. And what you look like is a small part of it. It is not the major part of it. That said, I find that the lectures that we've been getting from the mainstream uh, press for the last 50 years about, you know, what we... The conservatives are. They always try to, you know, you remember Obama? You people are the bitter clingers. You're out there holding on to your guns and your Bibles with your bitter-ass selves. Those impressions come from a liberal mindset, and that liberal mindset pervades the press. It's not just what they look like. Mayor Adams, as I said, this press, they may not look like you in skin color, but they think like you. These are your ideological soulmates for the most part. They're liberals in the press, just like you. They support liberal policies, just like you. The only difference between them and you, from an ideological point of view, is none. On the surface, their skin color is different than you. They're liberals, just like you. Now, some of them are whacked out progressives, and that's where the dividing line is these days between Democrats. Are you whacked out of your mind progressive, or are you traditional, crazed, lunatic liberals? In San Francisco last night, we saw something that is being called a wake-up call to progressives. Three progressives were tossed off a school board, the school board in San Francisco. These were the people that first decided while the pandemic was going on, they were going to focus on racial stuff. They were going to take the names off of schools. They were going to get rid of George Washington's name. They were going to get rid of Thomas Jefferson's name. They were going to get rid of all these slaveholders. They were going to focus on, you know, on, on all this racial crap. And the parents of San Francisco, of school children, came out in force. The vote was not even close. This was a landslide to get rid of the three of them. A landslide. Not even close. And that today is being said, that's a, that is a wake-up call for progressives. There is another piece that I'll point out to later, a warning that the independents are leaving Democrats and it's all the progressives' fault, blah, blah, blah. But let's get back to this Mayor Adams business. Because I do want to, I do want to stress 
that he does have something of a point when he talks about the lack of diversification in the newsrooms. And you don't have to go far. This is just like Hollywood. The Hollywood celebrities, the Hollywood actor class, the Hollywood director class has been lecturing Americans for years. They are the ones that give us this image that conservatives are the nutcases. They are partially give, give us this image. So, yeah, maybe instead of pointing the finger outward, maybe some of these people should be pointing the finger inward. How many people are there on the editorial boards of some of these papers? Who is determining who writes these stories? My question, is there a single conservative among you? Is there anybody that's not a diehard liberal in these editorial boards? Is there anyone that's not a diehard liberal deciding what is going to be put in, and more importantly, in some cases, left out of news coverage? Why is it, for instance, with the Durham story, for two days almost, the liberal media complex was quiet. And now they're starting to come with their defenses for Hillary Clinton and talking points for Hillary Clinton. But you didn't see this story covered, not that day. They were in shock. And they didn't know how to respond. And now they're responding typically in an ideological fashion. But who's on the other side of this? Who's, where's the diversity in America's mainstream newsrooms? Where's the diversity in the New York Times? Real diversity. Not we hired a token black reporter or a token black columnist so we can put a picture in the paper and say, oh, this, this dark one wrote this story or this one wrote that. No. Where are the decision makers? And for that, I think, Mr. Adams, you swerved into a point. But it's just a shame that you continue to identify it on skin color. Now, underlying all of this was why he was fuming. Eric Adams met with the Democrats in Albany yesterday. And one of the things he wanted was reform on this ludicrous bail system, this ludicrous bail system that allows these criminals, these perverts, these ne'er-do-wells, in some cases these violent murderers and rapists, to get out of jail time and time and time again. Some of them have arrest records older than they are, meaning they've been like arrested 40 times and they're only 20-something years old. But yet they've continued, continued to allow to be on the streets. And so the mayor went up there to Albany and said, hey, we've got to change this crazy bail reform system that's letting these people out on the streets. And you know what Democrats told them, including the black Democrat majority leader? They told them to go grab his ankles and go somewhere. No, we're not doing that. We're going to continue to let these criminals roam the streets and screw you. You're just a mayor. You're going to come and go. I'm telling you, for those, and this woman that is the majority leader, she's from Yonkers. And guess what? Yonkers 
It's not completely safe in your neighborhood either. And yet you have your representative, the majority leader of the Democrats up there, saying, no, we're going to keep this bail reform the way it's going to, the way it is. We're going to let these criminals, these murderers, these thugs, these hoodlums continue to prey on your fellow New Yorkers. And that's why Adams was annoyed, because the press wrote, hey, he failed, he failed. And so he got his panties all up in a bunch, I'm sorry, he got his undies all up in a bunch, mad at the press because they reported he's failed. He said, who's writing the narrative? Did you guys write the story before I even came out? Adam said there were some positive things that happened there. Well, we haven't heard about the positive things, if there were any. All we heard, Mayor Adams, and maybe this is what he's mad about, is that he failed to get what he wanted on bail reform. Maybe something else did happen. I don't know. I wasn't there. And that's we rely on reporters for this. But the idea that liberal reporters have a narrative, well, gee, Mayor Adams, welcome to the club. They've been beating the rest of America over the head with it for decades. Now, if we do not get bail reform changed in New York, there are going to be a lot more deaths. We have liberal prosecutors here in New York who don't care if criminals are out attacking you, the taxpayers of this city. We have liberal judges in this city, progressives, who don't mind turning criminals loose so that they can prey on you and your families and your businesses. We have to get things changed in New York. It is that simple. We cannot let these criminals these thugs, these hooligans, these hoodlums run this city. This is James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snidely. We're coming back right after this. Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. Change, change, change. Chain of Fools. That's Re. Aretha Franklin brings us back on WABC Talk Radio 77. Chain of Fools. Yeah. So here's the story that I referenced earlier, and this is another horrific story. Every day, there's at least one. This one, New York City police searching three suspects assaulting a 22-year-old mother in front of her children, striking her in the head with a gun, and then beating her with a baseball bat. Happened up in East Harlem and uh, blocks away where police opened fire on a vehicle during a traffic stop after the driver attempted to ram two police officers with the car. This victim, thank goodness, was able to drive away. This happened in a car. EMS responded and treating, treated her, not life-threatening. But this, this, uh, this happens. It's not just New York. This is everywhere Democrats and progressives run. There's a new mayor in Seattle. Guess what he's calling for? He's calling for more police because violent crime in Seattle is the highest it's been in 14 years. Yeah, they had all the riots out there. All of that stuff, and, and the other mayor let them, let them barricade themselves up in the cities. Remember that. The Chop Chaz protest, as it was called, where they declared themselves above the law. They set up their own little system of justice. They murdered a guy out there. 
and police stood around, orders of the mayor, did nothing. Now the new mayor wants more police because violent crime is out of control. I was in Seattle um, a while back, and I'm going to tell you something. When we talk about homelessness on the East Coast, we know what it means. You know what it means in New York. Our homelessness here is nothing like the homelessness that's going on on the West Coast of this country. The West Coast, you see, pays them to be homeless. They give them benefits and all kind of money to stay homeless. They have pretty much imported a lot of homeless people in there because the homeless get so much money to stay on the streets. And let me tell you, the in- is unbelievable. Even on the sides of the parkways and the highways, you see these little tent cities being set up. And if you go to L.A., apparently these days, not much different. San Francisco, they had to give maps out, and they did. I'm not making this up. Rush covered this all the time when it happened. They were giving maps out to help people avoid walking in parts of the cities where where you would be stepping in human poop so much because because of this homeless population out there. And the crime in San Francisco, out of control, out of control. This is everywhere these progressive Democrats lay their hands on. Every single city in America given over in power to these Democrats is in ruins. And yet, y'all, and you know who I mean, it's not us, y'all keep electing them. And then you got this woman. This woman lives in Yonkers. She should be standing up on a chair and praising Mayor Adams for coming up there and saying, let's stop this stupid bail reform program that's releasing these hoodlum criminal murderer rapist bastards on the street again. And what does she do? She tells him, no, you're going to be shut down. We want these murdering thug murderer rapist bastards. We want them on the streets. We want them intimidating New Yorkers. We want them hitting 22-year-old women in the head with pistols and bats. We want them raping women. We want them following women into their house and slashing them up. We want more of this. This is what these Democrats, in effect, are telling you. They don't want an end to this. Mayor Adams did something. I heard Dominic kind of give him a little bit of criticism over this, and I'm not going to do that. Mayor Adams met with some of these drill rappers. If you know what drill rap is, you he's calling to ban drill rap videos. You know what drill rap is? It's the latest incarnation of gangster rap. It's these artists that show themselves in videos with guns, with whatever weapons, smoking the dope, doing the whole thing, and in real time, using social media platforms like TikTok. Now, see, these social media platforms will kick you off if you don't follow the government's line on coronavirus. Dare you say something that goes against the party line on coronavirus, and you're banned. But, oh, no, if you're black, you can show up. If you're one of these drill rappers, you can show up with your gun, with your bling, with all this bad talk, talking about you have a beef with this person, and, and and here I am, and and these gangster, these gangsters, these young thug gangsters 
are rapping about who they're going to kill. And in some cases, they go and do it. What they're going to do, what mayhem they're going to put on society. And this is all called drill rap now. It went from gangster rap to drill rap. And so the mayor is saying, look, this has got to stop. And he's trying to meet with some of these little drill rapper thug hoodlums to try to get them to stop this stuff. I don't see anything wrong with that. I have long said we have to address the cultural issues here. Here's the cultural issue. In America, especially if you're black, it's okay to be a gangster. In America, it's glorified in certain elements of the black community, not the whole black community. Not by far. Most black people in America want what the rest of every single Americans, all of us want. We are all Americans. Most black Americans want just what we want. They want to live in safe neighborhoods. They want their kids to go to school in safe neighborhoods. They want their kids to amount to something. They want to leave the good life. They want the American dream. But then you have an entire class of black Americans and others. In England, it's not black. It's not defined by race. It's more defined by socioeconomics. And I'll tell you, I visited Asia, and you see it in the lower classes there, and ain't black people near there, American blacks. It's a phenomenon that goes around the world. In America, it just happens to be in a lot of the quote-unquote ghetto class. Okay? And here you have this, this, this incredible glorification of criminality. You have a glorification of murder. You have a glorification of I'm going to kill you. You have a glorification of misogyny that looks as women as objects that are there just to please a man. You have this entire dysfunction on parade, and because Democrats are too afraid to stand up and say this is happening, it goes quiet. Well, Mayor Adams, congratulations on addressing this drill rap. This culture has to change. It has to be called out, and it has to be changed. You can't raise your kids to be little criminals and then wonder why they get in trouble with the police. Stop raising criminals. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly. I need to calm down. I'll be back in a moment. Now, here's the soul of excellence. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC. Ah, yes. Bob James brings us back on WABC Talk Radio 77. This is from, let me see, one, two, three, four, five. This is from, I think, his sixth album. And this is simply called Friends. It's so good that after all these years that we can share something more than just tears. Someone like you should always be around to lift up my spirits when they're falling down. It's very nice to have a friend. Uh, I just wanted to let that play for a minute because I needed that. You know... This, what we go through every day in the news can be so depressing. And we have to keep in mind that life is so wonderful. 
And there are so many other things. It's just like every day I go through this stuff, and then I wonder at the end of the show whether you think I'm a hypocrite for saying that New York is the greatest city in the world. Look, we are the greatest city in the world. This place, there are so many good people in New York. Some of them are fired because they didn't go along with this tyrannical vaccination mandate from their jobs. But there are so many good people in New York. This is the place that I was telling a friend of mine in, in better days before crime was out of control. I remember being a kid in New York and at 13 and 14 being able to ride the subways anywhere I wanted to go. And my parents weren't worried if and my parents were strict. You know, they were really, really strict. But New York was safe enough to for kids 14, 13 to ride the subways by themselves and the parents didn't have to worry. Now adults have to worry riding the subways by themselves. New York was a place where you could meet and you still can meet people from every single country in the world. And if you're a friendly person, you can befriend people and and learn so much about the world right here in our backyard. Not to mention the culture that's here. We have some of the finest museums. And some of them are, are, are little secrets. Like I always used to like to go up to the cloisters and hang out out there in the, in the, in the springtime. There is nothing more beautiful in, when, when spring is in full bloom and sitting out in, in that beautiful courtyard at the cloisters. And then there are so many other places in the tri-state areas. There's a place in New Jersey I used to go to. You know, I'm, I, okay, laugh. I like the botanical gardens in New York. The botanical gardens are beautiful. But there's also a place in, in New Jersey, Skyline, um, that is just incredible. There are so many places in this area. You can find anything you want in terms of culture. You can find music, the arts. You can find it all here. And we cannot, we cannot give this beautiful city over to the criminal class. And Democrats. I saw a story, this is offbeat from what we were talking about, but here it goes again with the tyranny of Democrats. This is an editorial. wonder if there are any black people on Los Angeles Times editorial board. Huh? Well, the editorial board at the New York Times now wants to ban something else. They want to ban your gas, the gas stoves. Because why do you think? With all the crime running out in L.A., with all the homelessness on the street, and there's plenty, with all the smash-and-grab robberies, with all the murderies, the rapes taking place in Los Angeles, what do you think they're worried about over at the Los Angeles Times? Why these liberals that run that editorial board are worried about gas stoves, because gas stoves they think are big polluters, and, and they should all be electric stoves. And if you like cooking on gas too bad, your gas stove, if you're planning on buying a new one, forget about it. It should be banned. Because why? Climate change. And we need to ban gas stoves. Now, I guarantee you, just like with the mask, these folks at the editorial board, I wonder if we went in their houses, how many of them have gas stoves in there? They're not cooking on electric stoves. 
or rather their servants aren't cooking on electric stoves. But yet they want to ban it for everybody else. And just like with the mask, they'll probably exempt themselves. Speaking of that, Hakeem Jeffries. We talked about this a few weeks ago. All Hakeem is out calling for taxes on the rich, taxes on the rich. Well, you know what? All Hakeem has a $1.2 million condo. You know how much he's paying in taxes a year on it? $213. Why? How does that happen? He knows how to pull the strings. And like every other Democrat, he can talk all that BS and tell you how much money you should be paying and demand that people who achieve and who work for a living how much money they should be paying, but he's going to get every single tax break that he can conjure up. And so he finagled himself into only paying $213 a year in property taxes while he calls on the rich to pay their fair share of taxes. These are your Democrats. This is why I say over and over in November, these people should be driven out of office in a fury. Let's start on the phones in Brooklyn, New York, with Mike. Uh, Mike, welcome WABC Talk Radio 77 with James Golden. What is on your mind this afternoon, Mike? Hey, uh, good to, um, it's an honor to speak with you, and um, it's a first-time, long-time caller, and it's something that you alluded to before. I do believe that um, Mr. Adams, Mayor Adams, has what you alluded to, a, a point, that um, there is a perspective of journalism that is an old voice of liberalism. And what I think uh, Mayor Adams is saying is that we do need a new voice, a black voice to set uh, a little bit more clearer message coming across to uh, the city. Well, thank you. Yes, it does, Mike. I would just say to you, though, it doesn't have to be a black voice. See, I'm not going to fall in that trap. What we need is a a diversification of ideas. That's what we need. Ideas don't care what color you are. The ideas are the ideas. And we need thinking people who know how to solve problems. I don't care whether they're white, black, or whatever. And these newsrooms need a diversification where this liberal template that they live off of, that they report on, that they write on, that they hide from, hide from the rest of us like they're hiding from the real story of what happened with this Trump-Russia business and how Hillary's involved, was involved, her campaign. They're hiding from it. Because they don't want to know. We need a diversification of ideas. And you know what we need, really? A return to ethics. Real reporters that had a real love for reporting and journalism would not behave the way that most of these so alleged journalists in these mainstream outlets are behaving now. They just wouldn't do it because it would violate what used to be journalism ethics. Thank you for your call. I do appreciate it. Let's stay in Brooklyn and talk to Jacqueline. Good afternoon, Jacqueline. James Golden with you here on WABC. Good afternoon, James. Um, Just what I'd like to comment on is regarding uh, the mayor. Those of us who didn't vote for Mr. Adams knew the type of mayor that he would be, pretty much Emperor de Blasio 2.0. And unfortunately, because of those who did vote for him, the rest of us are now stuck with him. Second point I'd like to make is regarding the crime in New York City, New York State, and other cities and states. Until we unite 
and protest for qualified immunity <coughs> of politicians to be revoked, nothing will change. Now, we need to demand this uh, from mayors, governors, council members, congresspeople, senators, judges, and state legislatures. And until they have their qualified immunity revoked so that when innocent people like that lovely young woman are attacked and murdered by these barbaric, savage monsters, their families can sue them civilly and collect financially. And then we need to hold them criminally and negligently responsible and put them in jail for not upholding their responsibilities to protect the citizens from these monsters. Jacqueline, and- well said. And, I, and guess what? And to, to, you know, there are people that believe what you said sounds draconian. And what they don't understand is without accountability, on it is not just the citizens that should be held to account. As you just said, they, the government can lock the citizens up if the government agents decide that the citizens have done something wrong. How about when the government does something wrong? How about when these attorney generals that were elected let these monsters, as you put them back on the street to pray, and they kill someone else? Why aren't aren't they held to account? And you're absolutely right, Jacqueline. They should be, and it is not a draconian idea to think that that is a good solution. I thank you for your call. WABC Talk Radio 77. Let's go to Rockland County and speak with George. George, welcome. WABC, you're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. Thank you, uh, Mr. Golden. Okay, so my thought is uh, simple. I don't believe that those uh, bail reform will 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 get changed. It's very simple. Okay, the people behind it, in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong. You know, as a de- criminal defense attorneys, they are one of the strongest lobbies in New York State. They worked to bring this uh, this laws for a long time by giving a lot of money. Uh, to um, to the representative, some of them are even attorneys themselves in the representative alley here, and that's why, uh, while it sounds great, and I'm big supporting of this, as long as those people run the show, meaning the strong lobby of uh, uh, the criminal um, defense attorneys, I don't see any change. Thank you for your thoughts. You know, it's an interesting proposition. One would think that even with defense attorneys, they would understand that societies have to be safe. After all, they have families too. They live in societies. You point out a really interesting thought. I'd love to hear from some attorneys, especially defense attorneys. Look, I'd like for some of you people that voted for Mayor Adams, I know that I may sound a little angry today. This stuff is so frustrating, folks. If if any of you that voted for Mayor Adams and want to weigh in on this. I don't want just one-sided discussions here. You're welcome. And we can discuss, as I said, I welcome a diversity ideas. Your ideas are not going to be shut out here. And if you think that this bail reform is a good idea, please let us know why. Meanwhile, we'll take a break. We're coming right back. More calls, more news. Don't you go away. Remember, John Katz comes up right after the show. You'll want to keep it here, Katz at night, this and every weekday. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdy, with you here on WABC. We are coming right back. Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdy, is on 77 WABC. WABC Talk Radio 77. Morgan Stanley has come under fire for an intern program that they're running. 
This is in conjunction with with Princeton University. Now, this is the 2022 Freshman Enhancement Program. This is an internship program at Morgan Stanley. The internship, ladies and gentlemen, is open only to black, Hispanic, Native American, and or LGBTQ plus freshman undergraduate students. Let me repeat that one more time. What you say? I said the internship is only open to black, Hispanic, Native American, and or LGBTQ plus freshman undergrads. That is according to Morgan Stanley's website. So in other words, the part that they didn't print out is no whites need apply unless you happen to be LGBTQ+. Outside of that, no straight whites need apply. This is Morgan Stanley, folks. How many of you straight whites put your money with Morgan Stanley? Huh? And if your kid wanted to be take part as an internship in their intern program, and this is happening at Princeton University. Princeton University, by the way, where a lot of these students were B.I. itching and moaning about a building that was named after somebody that they thought was, uh, you know, uh, practicing discrimination or had practiced it. And yet, here they are with this race-based exclusionary internship. And somebody in higher education thought that was a good idea for Princeton and Morgan Stanley to join forces and do. Pennsylvania school, applause, hooray, has the school board in Norwin, Pennsylvania, voted 5-4 to to get CNN out of the classroom. Get that CNN crap out of the classrooms, and instead, when teachers want to use videos, they can go to patriotic videos or other sources. No more CNN. The students will no doubt will no doubt benefit one less source of indoctrination. A Massachusetts Montessori daycare and preschool has been temporarily shut down after one of their teachers had toddlers make and wear blackface mask as a part of Black History Month curriculum. Ah. Again, somebody thought that would be the idea. Now, we could talk about the Durham probe, but the story has not really advanced, and it may, and I am anxious as all get out to hear what our princess of policy, Diana Mee, has to say about this. So we'll hold that discussion until tomorrow. There is another story that was in the Washington Examiner earlier this week. Over half of Californians believe the state is going in the wrong direction. Well, why didn't you have get rid of that Governor Gavin Newsom? You know, the rest of us don't really want to hear it, California. 
Good luck out there. We've got our own problems here with the liberals. And we really do. Back to education for a minute. Do you know that so many students have bailed out of school since the pandemic and not shown up that if, if, if the formulas for funding the schools, which are based on enrollment, were being followed, many of these schools would be in, how shall we say, economic straits. But never to worry. The City Department of Education is bailing out these schools. So far, it's only cost you taxpayers $352 million to make up funds to give to schools where there are no students or few students, where most of the students or a lot of the students or some of the students don't show up. That's New York educators for you. Let us go to Raphael in the Bronx. Diversity, he says. Raphael, what's on your mind this afternoon? Hey, how you doing? I'm calling from the Bronx here in New York City, and I'm I'm frustrated and pissed off myself because, you know, what pisses me off about these liberal-minded uh, is that they treat us as if we don't understand what's going on. They try to throw this ra- – I'm tired of hearing this racism as if we're not intelligent enough to know that it's not what, what – skin color you are, but it's what's inside of you. It's how smart you are. What kind of ideas you want to bring to the table? What is going to make us better as a community? You know, and I want them to know out there that we see right through you. We see right through you, and we're going to vote you out because we're tired of you treating us as as if we do not understand what's going on, and we're smarter than we think, and we're coming. Raphael, God bless you, my friend, and thank you. It could not have been stated better. I hope you call us again. Let us go to Newberg and Mike. Mike, what is on your mind this afternoon? James, that previous caller is absolutely right. Um, what we're seeing, in my opinion, is a very well-funded, very well-thought-out plan to drive decent people from this state of New York, thus making the pie bigger for the progressives so they can have total control. It's, it's how we get an empty suit like Adams elected. It's how we get two terms of de Blasio. It's how we get three terms of Como. And it's how we're a one-party state. The more good people that leave and go elsewhere because they've made it unbearable with crime and bail reform and illegals voting, I mean, this is what's causing this. I think it's a plan to really take over the state. And they're at a point now of almost no return. It's not enough of us, us voters to even change it if we wanted to. I don't know about that, Mike, but that is a very interesting theory. Let's hear whether some other people want to weigh in on that in coming days. Really interesting theory. Let's go to Queens, New York. Keith, welcome WABC. Remember, Cats is coming on next. Cats at Night comes on next. Everybody keep it right here. Keith, what's on your mind this afternoon? Uh, I agree with that previous caller. It is a plan. It goes all the way to the top, the president. Uh, George Soros, they want all the Democratic states creating a smokescreen for the illegal immigration that's coming in this country, they want to have about 20 million people coming in the next three or four years, and they want to keep crime. Look at what we're doing right now. We're talking about crime on the radio. Uh, it's it's a big smokescreen. Now, the, the, the question is, what do we do about it? Now, you have the, the way to reach people. I don't know if, if I opened up a site on the Internet and said, let's protest to get the uh, uh, governor out, the state legislature, the uh, state senate, the uh, city council. These people got to get the hell out of there. 
And the other message is that poor black people in neighborhoods, of which I worked for 20, uh, 30 years in, are scared to step up and protest, get on a bus, go to Albany and say, we don't want crime. We want to sit in our neighborhoods. I've seen people at the end of the day when I left work, they were having a peaceful day talking, laughing on benches. But I saw the shark sitting right 100 feet away, sitting on top of the tables, beer cans, smoking weed in front of these little kids. These people are scared and we need people to talk to black leadership and be and, and get these people a vote. They'll never know that they voted. Uh, to, you know, to have this crime problem ridden. But they want it ridden. They don't want the piss in the elevators. They don't want the crap on the stairways. I talk with them in the morning. I hear them talking with themselves, the residents who live there. And they're sick of it, but they're scared. So if they can't march, God bless their souls, we need people to get behind, uh, such as Al Sharpton and maybe some other community ladies behind Eric Adams, because he tried to get these people on his side. But he's he, he's they go all the way to the top. Their marching Keith, orders are from Biden and the rest of the Democrat leadership. Keith, let me stop you there because time's running out. I want to get some more voices in, and your voice has been heard, my friend, and a strong voice that it is. Liz Yonkers, New York, welcome. Time's running. What's on your mind this afternoon? I just wanted to say that I have investments in Morgan Stanley that I may move to another company. I'm a white straight woman, and I really resent that thing that you told us about, that internship program. Thank you, Liz. Appreciate your call. Yeah, yeah, imagine that in this day and age. Whites only, white, straight people only uh, need not apply. It's just, it offends every sensibility in the world, and you would think that with all the brain power in Morgan Stanley, that somebody would have said, hey, 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 this is uh, not a good look for us. Let us go to... is it Elsie or Elise in Wayne, New Jersey? It's Elise. Elise, welcome, WABC. How are you? Taking my call, and I'd love to call you Bo because Please uh, do. I loved Rush, and he always called you Bo. But anyhow, I think they want to federalize the police department. I think Sacramento, Albany, and Trenton isn't far behind. They allow all this crime so they can say, in the end, bottom line, uh, you can't do it. The government's got to come in. We've got to take over. It's not working. The federal government. Interesting thought, at least. Thank you. And, you know, tomorrow is one, one year uh, since Rush passed. We're not going to spend all show talking about that. We will talk about the news of the day. But certainly, uh, if those of you who want to offer your reflections of Rush and what this been year has been like without him, you are certainly welcome to call tomorrow as well, and we will take as many of those calls as we can. Uh, Tony and, and everyone else on the line, we've got so many people here we didn't get to. Uh, we can continue this discussion, and we will continue this discussion. These issues have to be addressed, folks. You heard in so many voices from all over that people are so concerned about what is going on with this with, with the out-of-control crime, not in just New York, but in each state that can hear my voice and in every city in America. This has to be addressed. We need a cultural change. We have to get rid of a culture that glorifies crime, that glorifies criminal behavior. And then we also have to get rid of a political culture that lets criminals back on the street to prey on innocent 
hardworking Americans. We have to do this. November is our first chance to do it. Vote Democrats out in a fury. New York is and will always be, as long as we fight for it, the greatest city in the world. We live in the greatest nation humanity has ever witnessed, the United States of America. God bless each and every one of you. God protect each and every one of you. We're back tomorrow. Cat's coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.